Welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast. This is episode number 24, Why We Never Let Participants Struggle to Swim. My name is Jeff. Let's get started. Today we are talking about why we never let participants struggle to swim. Now, I want to talk about this topic because there's a lot of discussion on how you teach infants to swim with the infant survival recovery technique. Uh, I think it's ISR. And what some of my our thoughts are and what my thoughts are on this is that uh, I don't know enough about it to have an opinion one way or the other, with one exception. There is never a good reason or compelling argument to stand next to a child as they struggle in the water to do anything. And this is very important. At no point should anybody in the water be doing nothing while a child struggles next to them to get on their back, to get on their stomach, to move. Effectively, as they begin drowning, you should not stand there doing nothing. That is completely irresponsible and totally, absolutely, and entirely negligent. If you ever see this as a parent, you should run away from that program and never go back. It is absolutely unacceptable. Now, I say this with such force and emphasis because there are programs that believe in just tossing your child in the water and struggling to figure it out. And they might pick them up eventually, but that moment of terror is something that you cannot undo in your swimmer. And you don't want to have that terror and that fear associated with swimming. In fact, we want to be the complete opposite. We want to have our swimmers be excited and happy and joyful to be in the water. And yes, there are risks that go along with it, and we want to educate our swimmers in that, but we want to give them the tools to overcome those risks so that unfortunate fatality never occurs. And by tossing them in the water and letting them struggle does not give them the tools to overcome that potential pain. So, number one, why don't we do this? Why? And and what I'm saying is when a child jumps in the water or pushes off a bench or does an activity to the instructor, we don't want the instructor to back up while the child struggles to breathe, struggles to move forward. We don't want to drop the child in the water and force them to get themselves to the to the wall or to get on their back. You know, we want to give them the tools by giving them support and training them so that never happens. Okay, so if you see an instructor walking backwards as your child is struggling to breathe and move while they're yelling, take a breath, take a breath, and lift your head up, turn your head to the side, swim, swim. That's irresponsible and awful, terrible teaching. I'm going to tell you a few reasons why. So number one, why this is a bad idea. Why letting your participants struggle to swim is a bad idea. Number one, it erodes their trust in you. So that swimmer is not going to trust the instructor anymore. So if you're a swim instructor and you're letting that your child that you're teaching struggle in front of you, they're not going to trust you anymore. They're going to think that you're going to let them drown. And they're not going to want to participate. So they're going to hesitate. They're going to balk. They're going to be afraid, and they're going to avoid doing any of the things that you ask them to because you've taught them that you're not going to help them. And it's a potentially dangerous, frightening situation, and you're not someone to be trusted. So by walking backwards as you yell at them to swim, you are destroying any trust that that swimmer had in you. And that's not a good thing because 
They need to trust you in order to learn from you. Number two here. Uh, it creates fear and distrust. So this is very close to eroding trust. So you're actually teaching your swimmers to be afraid of you and to be afraid of the water by not helping them. And what you're showing them is that you're not really showing them that they can swim to overcome this. You're teaching them to be afraid and that to use their fear to force them to do something they don't want to do, don't know how to do, or or are uncomfortable doing. So our whole role in teaching swimming is to teach swimming. It's not to force people to struggle in the water. That's the exact opposite of our whole point in doing any of this, is to actually, we want to teach. We want to give our swimmers the opportunity to learn how to swim. We want to give them the tools so they can figure out swimming in a productive and healthy environment. So, for example... We teach front glide and streamline so that they understand the, the, the body position involved in forward horizontal motion. And then we teach the arms after that because if they have a flat body with their face in the water and they start moving their arms in the freestyle or front crawl motion, then it's going to move them through the water. And so we're progressively, incrementally building their school, their skills, their toolbox of swimming over time in, in logical and in simple increments so that when they are presented with an opportunity of moving through the water on their own, they know how to do it. They have an experience, okay, this is how I put my body, this is how I move my arms, and I'm going to move myself through the water. Not this immediate frightening, oh, you're tossed in the water, figure it out. You know, that doesn't work. That causes people to drown. It, it's a frightening, fearful, terrible, scarring thing to do. So we, we don't want to create fear in our swimmers. We want to create confidence and happiness and, and uh, competence by teaching them appropriate and correct swimming skills. So that's number two. It creates fear and distrust. And they're not going to trust you anymore. They're going to look at everything you say as an instructor as skeptical because you tossed them in the water. You backed away from them. You didn't help them out. Number three. Why we don't let participants struggle to swim. Number three, it's not a helpful teaching technique. I challenge you to come up with a specific skill-based reason or instructional point that letting a swimmer struggle teaches. What does that teach? So if you have a swimmer say, okay, we're going to do streamline, three strokes of freestyle, ready, go. They do their streamline, they do their three strokes, and then you start backing up, yelling at them to take a breath, take a breath, keep swimming. What are you teaching them? Now, the only thing that I could possibly, possibly think that you might be think you're teaching them is that they can achieve a longer distance, that they can do it, that it's inside them, they can do it. Oh my gosh, you can do this. Why? You're, you're trading distrust, uh, fear, and an erosion of trust in the teacher for a two-foot, three-foot distance in swimming. That revelation that, oh, I can do that, you can get to that same point by being encouraging, by being positive, by being uh, providing a, a welcoming and safe environment in which you give them the necessary tools, you provide them with the incremental uh, progression, 
And then you slowly push them to that point over time saying, hey, you did it this far. How about one more step, one more stroke? Okay, how about two more kicks in your streamline to get yourself a little bit longer? You slowly back up to that point that you want them to go. You don't abruptly and without warning withhold your support. They're going to think you're going to let them drown. We don't want that. We don't want to have them any inkling or idea that, you know, you're going to let them fall in the water. That's that's where our crying kids come from. That's where our hesitant kids come from. That's where adults that never learn how to swim come from. There are these idiotic people that walk backwards and yelling at their kids to swim and take a breath. That's absolutely irresponsible. I'm a little intense about this because I feel very strongly about it. And I, I, I despise seeing it and it never happens in our program. And it shouldn't happen in yours. Now, with all this said, I do have some positive things to talk about, um, and and I'm going to get to it right now. But before I do, uh, I do want to let you know that uh, our website, swimminglessonsideas.com, is a great resource for swimming games, a great re- resource for positive and encouraging ways to teach swimming. So if you've listened to the podcast at all, we go through a lot of different things about teaching swimming. Uh, We talk about the short distance skill work. We talk about streamline, songs that you can sing for swim lessons. We talk about the teaching platforms that we use. Um, We talk about using progressions, mirrors, all the tools that we use during swim lessons and how you can use them in your program. So the podcast is a great resource for different aspects of swim lessons, as well as the visual swim skill sheets, which uh, have printed out descriptions of the essential swim skills. Things like streamline, position 11, front floats, back floats, breaststroke. Uh, And we break it down into really easy to see and read pictures and uh, bullet points, basically. Um, We also have the uh, swim lesson plans, which will take you through Parent Tot, Level 1, Swim America, uh, and Level 2. And those are fantastic, excellent tools to put in your swim instructor's hands so they can follow something very clearly laid out with a very uh, detailed progression. So they don't need to know everything right away. They can teach a class uh, knowing the basics, and they can follow this script. And what you get is a very um, uh, successful lesson plan taught by uh, someone who may not have the experience of a long-term swim instructor. Uh, So if you have a high turnover staff, these are fantastic for them. And you can download them at our website. It's all over the place, uh, swimminglessonsideas.com, and that's the lesson program. So if you're interested in that, uh, definitely check that out. All right, so let's talk about some positive ways that we um, can teach swimming in this way. So uh, and by this, I mean not letting our participants struggle to swim. And this is particularly for people who don't know how to swim, and we're teaching them how to swim. Usually it's freestyle or front crawl. Uh, so there's this common misperception that what doesn't hurt you makes you stronger, and that's not actually true. So I'm going to look for this article that I read that actually talks about this from a psychological point of view, and it says that the old mantra, what doesn't kill you or doesn't what doesn't what hurts you, makes you stronger is not actually true. And what they discovered uh, through research here, this is you know not just like hearsay, but they that each person has this emotional bank of positivity within them. 
So they, they basically they have a cup full of, of positive feelings and, and reinforcement, which is established in your childhood through your parents, through your teachers, through your peers. You, you kind of have this well, this cup of water, uh, which is your positivity. And that cup doesn't, it gets refilled by positive encouragement, uh, but it's mostly, it, it doesn't replenish itself. And life, as it goes, all the bad things that happen to you take away. It's like chipping away or drinking that water. So if you have a bad experience at, at school one day, you don't have as much positive water in your cup anymore. It evaporates away. Uh, you get yelled at by your parents for something that you probably didn't do. Um, that trust, that, that positivity evaporates away. And over time, all these bad things that happen to you actually decrease the amount of positive water in your cup. And the people that sink into depression, that sink into, um, you know, being very frightful or scared, their cup wasn't very full with positive water. It was, it was kind of low. So, so life's negatives kind of evaporated down this threshold to being depressed, not having a good, you know, outlook on life. But the people that remain positive had a really tall glass of positive water. And they're very positive people because even though they may have decreased the same amount, they're still higher because they had this the better encouraging childhood. They had a better encouraging, you know, basis to start with than the people that didn't. So how this ties into swimming, I know it's kind of a tangent here, but how this ties into swimming is that we need to be providing a positive environment for our swimmers so that they can have a positive association with swimming and they can be stronger as they go into the future. We don't want to be a discouraging negative pull on any of our participants. In fact, we want to have the opposite effect. We want to be an encouraging, um, rewarding, positive, exciting learning environment where we are nurturing our swimmers and our participants not tearing them down, making them scared, giving them terrible associations with swimming, and you know potentially leading to adults that don't know how to swim because we traumatize them as children. So it's not what hurts you makes you stronger. It's the opposite. It's what hurts you makes you weaker. And we don't want to make our swimmers weaker. We want to make them stronger. Okay. Uh, so also here, you know, encouragement and support produces a healthy swimming career longer term. And that's just basically, you know, if you like things, you tend to do them more. So if we create an environment that is a positive, welcoming, you know, healthy experience, they're going to look at swimming in a positive light, our participants. And then they may be more likely to come back to us later on in life, either on swim team, which could be a potential moneymaker, you know, swim team is expensive. Um, you know, if we're looking at it from a business point of view, we want to have a positive experience. So the family comes back and we teach each of the participants, uh, siblings, you know, and then we teach them through high school because they're on our swim team. You know, we want to create this positive environment that encourages them, the participants to think good thoughts about us. And if we're walking backwards, if we're letting our participants struggle to swim as a teaching tool, we're actually creating fear in them and not creating that connection, that positive reaction with them. Okay, so a kind, supportive environment, which we teach, is much better than a fearful one. Now, you can also look at this other adage, this old adage of, you know, what kind of ruler, what kind of, you know, leader do you want to be? 
Do you want to be someone whose subjects or whose, whose followers fear them? Or do you want to be the, the, the leader whose followers love them or respect them? Now, they both get results, but fear, the participants are going to turn on the, the leader. Respect and love, they're going to do more better for them. And it, it's not as easy to be respected. It's not as easy to be loved by your, your you know followers. You need to be... Um, you know, it takes more effort and, and that's fine, you know, and part of what we do at Swimming Lessons Ideas is provide you the tools to be an encouraging, helpful, good teacher that, that earns the respect of your participants. And we, we earn that respect on a daily basis by being consistent, by always saying that we're going to stay where we are, wherever they begin. So if our participant pushes off the wall doing a streamline, we're going to stay where they were when they put their face down in the water. And that's so they know where we are and they're not scared. They know what to expect. So we can get results by being mean. We can get results by... So we can get respects by uh, being harsh instructors. And we can get results by, you know, letting our participants struggle on their own and then rescuing them at the last second. But it's not a very effective teaching technique. And, and the heart of what I'm saying, and I'm repeating myself, is that it creates bad emotional associations with swimming, and it creates negative feelings with swimming, and we don't want that in our programs. So our best option is to constantly push the envelope. You know, we want to be challenging. We want to be uh, clear. We want to be give commands. We want to always follow through with what we say, be honest, be trusting, and be supportive. And we should never, ever, under any circumstance, let us remember struggle for any reason without helping them when we can as soon as someone struggles, we want to lift them up and help them. We want to give a positive, encouraging environment for our, swim st our swimming. Well, my name is Jeff. Um, you can connect with me at email jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com. You can send me a message on Twitter at swimmingideas. Uh, I really like communicating with you and hearing from you. If you have anything that you want to talk about or if you want to hear about on this podcast, I would love to hear from you. Uh, connect with me on email, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com or Twitter at swimmingideas. Uh, and I would really like it if you could leave a review. So if you could go on iTunes, if that's how you found us, or if you have iTunes, uh, check out Swimming Ideas. We're the only Swimming Ideas podcast uh, on iTunes. Uh, and one of the only ones, I think, that talks about swimming lessons. So if you found this useful in any manner, uh, I do encourage you to leave me a review on iTunes. Uh, it is extremely helpful to get the word out there that this podcast exists. And uh, so I can continue providing a quality resource for you. Uh, and if there's anything that you like or don't like, uh, definitely include that on the podcast. And the more specific you are, the better I can address it or do more of what you do like. Uh, I'm also looking to uh, see if there are any people that want to have a conversation on this podcast and if having an interview with a swim lesson program is something that you would like to hear. Uh, if it is, definitely send me an email, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com or connect with me on Twitter at swimmingideas. Uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on whether you'd like to have another person involved and where I could talk to them about their swim program, the challenges they face, and what they do with their swim lessons. Uh, so maybe that's something that we can integrate in the podcast. Well, thank you very much for listening. I do appreciate all that you, uh, the time that you spend with us here. Uh, 
and look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks again.